Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Guys, before we begin today's episode, I want to quickly acknowledge what's going on in the Ukraine and say how heartbreaking it is to watch the news as it unfolds there. I know we all feel that way. I know you guys come to this podcast to have a good time and it's a little bit of a reprieve from what's happening in the world, but I had to just say I am heartbroken by what I am seeing unfold there. To see all the stories of these innocent civilians, people who could be our children, our our siblings, our parents, just stopping by to pick up weapons to fight for their country when they've never fought before. You know, these are just regular civilians with no military training who are stepping up to protect their country. It is bravery like I have never seen. And I have the people of the Ukraine in my thoughts. I am so heartbroken for them. I also wanted to quickly touch on an article I read and I posted a link to it on my Instagram story. If you missed it, it's Thomas Friedman wrote it for the New York Times. The title is called We Have Never Been Here Before. And it talks about how this is the first time we've seen a war, you know, covered by cell phones and social media. So we're seeing more than we're used to seeing. I'm just going to read you a clip of the article. You should definitely read it. What is coming out of the Ukraine is simply impossible to produce on such a scale without citizens and soldiers throughout the country having easy access to cell phones, the internet, and by extension, social media apps. A large-scale modern war will be live-streamed minute by minute, battle by battle, death by death to the world. What is occurring is already horrific based on the information released just on the first day. So all of us are feeling this so heavy because it is heavy, but it feels even closer because we've never seen it reported like this before. You know, there's already a blurred line when you watch things on social media or people, it feels like they're part of your life. And so now we're really getting to see what these people are dealing with over there. And my heart goes out to all of them. I I am thinking about everyone there. And I just wanted to address it in the beginning of this podcast before we get into our other typical stuff, because it is, again, something we're dealing with, the whole world is dealing with, and it is part of our social makeup. So I just I just wanted to say that um, my thoughts are with the people in the Ukraine. We will all watch, all of us will be watching how this develops, and we are all praying for you. Hey guys, welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Don't hate me, but I absolutely hate pebbled leather. Pebbled leather is the worst of the leathers. And I'm sorry if you're into pebbled leather, but pebbled leather (laughs) just kind of cheapens everything, doesn't it? Like, have you ever been in a store, maybe like a, you know, a fast fashion store like H&M or whatever, and you see a bag from across the room or a belt or something, some leather good. And as you get closer, you're like, oh, there it is. And I could buy it for less. And then you get closer and it's pebbled leather. Pebbled leather is like having popcorn ceilings. It just, it just ruins it. No? Do you know what I'm talking about? 
It's like you're almost there with the knockoff, but then we have to ruin it by giving you not just cheap leather, but it has to be pebbled so people know that it's extra cheap. Do you know what I mean? Is there high-end pebbled leather? And I don't know about it. That could be a thing. And I just don't know about it. But I'm just thinking, because there were these boots. I remember this was, God, we're going back a long time ago, a million years, basically, 20. I don't know. I don't know how many years, but there was a pair of boots I wanted. My friend worked at Steve Madden. And they had these like knee-high boots. It's when knee-high boots were really in before they were back in. And she had this great pair. And she's like, come buy them. And they were out of them. But they did have the pebbled leather version. And I didn't buy them because I felt like they were the sad version of her boots. But the other day, my friend Jake, who has been on this podcast, who's very funny, made a reference to pebbled leather. And we laughed for a really long time about it because pebbled leather is like the exact way to describe something or someone. Don't hate me. But you guys know what I'm talking about. You see a belt and you're like, oh, that's that's nice. And it's not so expensive. And then it's pebbled leather. I'd prefer it be pleather, to be honest, than pebbled leather. Give me fake leather, than pebbled. And we started then talking about the Louis Vuitton bags. Remember, I don't know how many of you remember this, but there was a, a time when they made these epi leather Louis Vuitton bags. And it was like, why buy a Louis Vuitton bag and get it in epi leather? Because epi leather reminded me of like a stationary store, like a bag you'd buy in a stationary store. It looked like a, like a day planner. Anyway, we started talking about the different kind of leathers and what they remind us of. If it were a Louis Vuitton bag, I'd say the epi leather was horrific, but the pebbled leather across the board, don't hate me, is the most repulsive. And I'm sorry if you love pebbled leather. Do any of you love, is anyone like, oh, I prefer pebbled leather? Is that a thing? I'd love to know. Please write to me. Don't hate me. Okay, so I love the feedback I've been getting uh, from you guys about the ads. I really appreciate it because I was feeling super worried about it. And I'm just going to read some of the feedback I've gotten. Chris Grunke in Brooklyn, he gave my favorite. He said about the ads, the new brag is I listened before she had commercials. I like that. I do like that. Um, I appreciate you guys being so patient with it. Um, I have another one here from Annie Walker. She lives in Montana and you know how I feel about Montana because of Yellowstone. Annie Walker writes, I don't think people are bothered by ads. We're just proud of you for having sponsors. It's convenient when there's only one break. Also, I like how you tie them into whatever you're talking about. No one else does that. It's so refreshing. Guys, thank you for that. And I'm going to tell you why, because I love that you guys are so supportive. Like I said, I couldn't do it without you guys as the listeners, but I am going to take the feedback of putting them all together. It actually is way easier on me. So let's get to it. The first sponsor we have of the week is NordVPN. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity and the next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's ultimate bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 a month. 
So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Okay, the next one coming at you is from The Way. And it this one ties into today's episode about the roaring 20s because right now it feels like it's all about treating ourselves. And what better way to treat yourself than with some luxurious Way products? You know how I feel about what it does to my skin, making it feel more moisturized and hydrated. You can quench your thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with Whey Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. Hydration that lasts and prevents dryness. High quality nourishing ingredients like squalene and coconut oil. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, Your Body, Your Way. Go to theway.com, that's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BELIEVE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com, code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Okay. So today's episode is a solo episode. I want to start doing more solo episodes because there's stuff I want to talk about in my very own special way. And I'll continue to have guests on, but I do want to do some solos. I also want to give a quick shout out to Ella Wright, who was kind enough to put uh, social studies on her social media and tag me in it. Thank you. I love when you guys post on your social about social studies and get the word out. Every little bit helps. And if you haven't, please go to Apple and leave a review. Okay, so today's episode is called The The Roaring Twenties Made Me Do It. What does that mean? There have been some comparisons made to uh, the Roaring Twenties. Right now we are in the 2020s decade. And in the 1920s, it was right after the Spanish flu, the U.S. economy came back. That was in the 1920s, which were the original Roaring Twenties. And what I'm seeing right now is I think people have been, you know, we haven't lived our lives. I mean, we have, but we have lived them very differently for the past couple of years because of everything going on. And now that we feel that we can start to travel again and we can start to have parties again, it feels a little bit like people are... going big or going home. That's what it feels like. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback for saying this because people, I know a lot of people feel that we still shouldn't be doing anything, but we are, right? We're vaxxed and boosted and rates are way down and people are getting together with family and friends again. But I'm definitely, and I'm just speaking for myself, I'm definitely making some choices that I wouldn't necessarily make I wouldn't have made pre-pandemic. And a lot of them come down to my fashion choices. I feel like I'm starting to dress a little like Elton John. I feel, I just saw Elton John uh, in concert and I feel like I'm dressing a little bit like Elton John in the sense that I'm not usually into like gold lames and silver lame and shiny rhinestones, but I notice now when I go to buy shoes, I am, or dresses, I am going for very flashy things. And I don't mean flashy like money-wise. I mean actually flashy, like shield your eyes, Jenna's walking into the room. There were a pair of gold boots that I wanted to buy, shiny gold boots that my friends 
destroyed me. They mocked me relentlessly, but I really liked them. I ended up not keeping them because I was worried I'd look a little bit like a hooker. But I was wondering, like, why am I drawn all of a sudden, all of a sudden to these, these gold shiny boots that I'd never wear pre-pandemic? And I think it's because I have been spending so much time in my sweats that I want to go so far in the other direction and dress like Liberace. I don't know. Or Lady Gaga. Is anyone else having this issue? And and it's probably, I look like a clown probably, but the things I'm buying are are horrific, I think, to, to the average person's eye, but I'm so into them. And I think it's because it's I'm having such a backlash against my pajamas, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny, the, the new mayor of New York, Eric Adams, put out a statement that he wants everyone to return to the office because people can't just spend the whole day in their pajamas. And I, I took it as, as a personal attack because I do spend the whole day in my pajamas. I don't wear pajamas, but I wear sweats. So I think it's exciting to go out and get dressed, you know? Like I want to have a place to wear a gold lame dress, even if it looks hideous on me. I just, I want to play dress up. I want to look like Cher is what I'm saying. Cher is my inspiration for for now. And I think there's a lot of things we're seeing right now. The trend, I, this is for the ladies. Sorry, men. I'm sure you have your things too. You could be buying. But I've been trying to buy a dress for a bat mitzvah and for a birthday party. And every single thing on the internet right now is a cutout. It's like a cutout dress. It's like part bikini, part dress. And... I don't even know how that would look on me, but I'm going to be honest. I don't even care. I might just wear it because why not? Nothing matters anymore. Like I keep saying nothing matters. Wear the bikini dress. I don't know. But have you noticed that you can't even buy like a simple dress? It has to be like part bikini, part dress. Everything has cutouts. I know that's the style, but it's a very over the top look. And I think this is like a roaring 20s thing. I think people have this attitude, like celebrate everything because we've all dealt with so much loss, loss of loved ones, loss of plans, loss of dreams, loss of, you know, planning for the future. And so now anytime we feel we can celebrate, why not celebrate? I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Um, I'm not saying go out and be irresponsible, obviously be responsible. But if we've learned nothing from the past two years, it's that we have to truly live our lives when we can, because you never know what's going to happen and we can't. What have you guys been doing or how has your mindsets changed through this pandemic after the pan, not after we're still in the pandemic, but right now, while there's a lull, are you treating yourselves? Are you buying yourselves things you wouldn't usually buy yourself because you feel that after being this locked up, you can, you should treat yourself? Are you wearing things like I'm wearing, like flashy gold and silver lame outfits because you, you feel like you want to be out for the first time in years? What are you doing? Are you are you finding yourself planning birthday parties for yourself when you wouldn't usually even throw a birthday party for yourself because you feel that celebrating is more important now than ever because we have learned what it feels like to not be able to do such things? It's kind of interesting. I'm wondering what else we're going to come out of with this. But it does maybe feel that the Roaring Twenties are back. Do you know that concert tickets... 
and travel in America are at an all-time high. First of all, hotel prices are insane in America right now. Insane. I think a lot of people feel they can't, you know, travel out of the country just because of testing back in for COVID. So the prices of travel in the U.S., hotels are astronomical, which means people are really clamoring to get away and go on vacation. Concert tickets, concerts are sold out everywhere. Prices are higher than ever. I think people are just excited to live their lives again. It's kind of interesting. What are you guys doing? I want to know. How are you celebrating? I hate to say celebrating because the the world, I want to be very clear, is worse than ever. It's a complete shit show. So when I say celebrate, I mean just like celebrate what you have. I don't mean things are great. I want to be very clear. They are not great. But while there is a, while the rates are down, what are you guys doing? I want to know. This next uh, topic came, it was submitted by a listener, Beth Sonnenberg in New Jersey. She writes, not sure if LL does this, but my husband is a huge Michigan football fan and many guys are obsessed with their college football teams or their NFL team. It always amazes me how they all feel like they're part of the team, like they have to get rest before the game, watching the game while they yell at the TV takes so much out of them and they complain of being tired after the game And then people around town talk to him like he's a team member. You guys look great out there today. Tough loss. Congrats on the new recruit. And then my whole Saturday night rests on whether or not we won or lost because it will affect his mood. Okay, well, I wanted to cover this because it is so true. LL is a massive Rangers fan and a massive Michigan football fan. He went to Michigan. So he like you know, these go blue people are very intense. And it's so true because they talk about it like they played the game. And I'll say like, oh, good luck. I hope you win. I hope you win. Like he's not on the team, but I do say like, oh, I hope you guys win. Or, you know, I'm so sorry that you lost. <laughs> like he played in the game. I'm apolog- like I'm, I'm apologizing for his performance, but he didn't actually play in the game, but it's true. People walk around and they will say like, oh, sorry. I have a friend who's a massive Bengals fan. He's from Ohio. This was a big year for him because they were in the Super Bowl. And I'd write to him like incessantly as they move closer and closer to the Super Bowl, like, oh my God, I'm so excited for you. This is your moment. Good luck tomorrow. And then when they lost, I was like, uh, you know, they hung in there. I have a feeling they're going to be back. Don't worry. You got this next year. Like you got this. What do you mean? Anyway, it's kind of funny if you think about it. So I really like the submission. Thank you, Beth, for the idea. It's so true. Do you guys have a big sports fan in your life that you have to speak to as though they are on the team, as though their performance is going to somehow... I, I... I'm a huge Knicks fan. I'm a massive Knicks fan. And when I go to the game, I don't do it from home, but or unless the game is super close, but if I am at the game, I personally do feel that my cheering and my sideline coaching helps the game, which I know makes me sound like a total and complete psychopath, but I do feel that way sometimes. But it is really funny when you're dealing with a major fan who gets so wrapped up in these games and so upset 
are so happy based on their performance. And then you talk to them as though they played. I thought that was a good one. In the same vein as this topic, I saw a meme this week um, that said, when someone tells me to have a safe flight, it's like, okay, I'll do my best. But just so you know, I'm not the pilot of the airplane. I was laughing so hard because every time I have a friend or a family or like a family member or a loved one flying, I say, have a safe flight. And my family says that to me. And the truth is, it is funny, this meme, because we're not the ones flying the plane and we have no control of what's happening with the plane. And I know you're wishing someone a safe flight. I'm just, the meme was being very literal, but if you break it down literally, it's pretty funny, I thought. Anyway, I still want everyone to have a safe flight regardless. Okay, this is a weird topic. Paper towels versus paper napkins versus napkins. Now, I know the right answer, okay? If you want to use a napkin, you're supposed to use a cloth napkin. It's better for the environment. It's not wasteful. It's just better to use the same cloth napkins over and over again. But let's be honest with each other for one minute, if we shall, unless you're just really good at that. A lot of us use paper towels and paper napkins. I'm trying to use less. I get the paper towels that have like a perforation down the middle. So you're not using the entire paper towel because sometimes you don't need to use the entire paper towel. Sometimes you just need half of a paper towel. But the other day, um, LL came to my house and I had paper napkins. I used Instacart and I had a huge thing of paper napkins. Now, since the day I was born, I've never bought paper napkins in my life. If I needed paper napkins, I just used a paper towel. I'm never, I never used the, oh, that's not true. Unless it was maybe for my son's birthday party when he was little and I got some sort of Elmo or themed, you know, cars themed paper napkins for his party. Outside of those occasions, I've never used paper napkins. I, again, I want to be very honest, but I do use paper goods when I need to. I use paper towels to clean up. I, I do. And with dinner, if I need a napkin, I hate, oh God, I hate to say it. I use paper towels sometimes, often. And anyway, I had this huge thing of paper towels sitting here from Instacart. And LL's like, oh, look, you got napkins. I was like, it was an accident. I meant to get paper towels and I got napkins by accident. He's like, what do you mean? It was an accident. He's like, don't you need napkins? You're, you never have napkins. I'm like, I, I have napkins, like real napkins, and I have paper towels. I don't need another paper good. I don't need napkins, paper napkins. I'm not running like a McDonald's. Anyway, he was like, who doesn't use napkins, paper napkins? Everyone has paper napkins in their house. I was like, nobody. And he doubled down. He went a step further and said, paper napkins are better for the environment than paper towels, which sounds crazy because paper napkins have so many folds in them. It's like paper towels, but folded like six or seven times into like an origami napkin. So I, I can't possibly believe that it's better than a paper towel. But I got curious. So I started to poll people. Do you use paper napkins or do you use paper towels if you're going to use paper goods while you eat? And everyone's like a paper towel. Anyway, he stands by the fact that everyone but me uses uses paper napkins in their house. 
do you guys use paper napkins or do you use paper towels? By the way, God bless if you are organized enough and Martha Stewart-like enough to get the appropriate paper goods for the appropriate time. I like to mix it all together, but apparently he says I'm doing it wrong. I think he's doing it wrong. Well, not wrong, just just like a little overachieving in the paper department. I'd love to know what you guys do. What do you do? I have to do a poll about this. Okay, now that we've covered that hard-hitting topic, (laughs) um, that is it for today's episode. I know it's a short one. I've had very long episodes. I don't know if you've noticed the past couple of weeks. So uh, this is going to be a shorter one. There's also going to be a bonus episode this Sunday uh, on Yellowstone. So if you haven't finished, catch up, watch the rest of Yellowstone because it's going to have tons of spoilers and whatever else is in there. But um, you guys know it's my new favorite show. So we're going to do an episode on it with the Net Chicks. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys Sunday. I'll see you Sunday. And those of you who don't watch Yellowstone, I'll see you next week. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.